Hey guys, before we start I just wanted to make this quick announcement. I'm still working on the formula, I changed a few things a bit. Like for now I will be starting to make the podcast with only one to two guests max. Mostly because coordination and time zones. The next thing is that I'm still experimenting with the episode lengths. So today I'm dropping a fully uncut one hour episode with Tightliner. In the span of the next week I plan to upload a few videos of the podcast onto our YouTube channel. So if you prefer to see our mugs, you can go there and subscribe. The link should be in the description, but that depends on the platform you are currently listening to. The last thing, if you want to be on the podcast, if it's to your liking, join our Discord and PM me. Big Duck Mayo, so we can talk about it. That's all, let's continue to the episode. Yeah. So how's the weather over there? Uh, essentially, you open the front door and you basically walk into the gates of hell. Listen, huh. yeah, listen, <laughs> here is so cold. Basically, the whole day rained with thunder. And basically, it was 10, uh, 10 to 13 seas. So that's like, I don't know, like 60 Fahrenheit? Uh, how many seas? 10 to 13. 10 to 13. Temperature. So I think that's pretty low. 10 would be 50. 15 would be, so between 50 and 60 degrees. Yeah, so, so I predicted that right. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Right now, here in Texas, where I am, it is 96 degrees, which is 35.5 Celsius. So that's pretty toasty. Yeah, but the heat index says it feels like 106, which would be 41. Jesus, that's hot. That's hot. Um, hold on a sec. Let's see. Hourly. Let's see where we're at for humidity. Um, humidity right now. Oh, it's gone down. It's down to 55%. So you don't Uh, have any Texas flashbacks? Sorry, uh, (laughs) Vietnam flashbacks? (laughs) Uh, earlier in the week it was 80. You know, hot and humid. Hanoi Hana. Hi, G.I. Joe. It was so humid, you didn't have to stop to drink. Just breathing in air was enough to drink. It was freaking brutal. So how, how was... This, this how, was a hot week. Yeah, so how, how was your week? Did you enjoy your week, or did, did you lose another 20 pounds? I probably sweat out 20 pounds just on Wednesday. It was, um, it was absolutely brutal. Uh, I walked around almost the entire day feeling like someone had thrown a bucket of water over my shirt it was just soaking wet all day it was miserable um to be honest my last week was pretty bad too because as you know i wear braces right for the last two years i wore those braces you made fun of me your motherfucker about it getting me electric electrocuted and basically in the next two weeks i will get them taken off so you, so you, so you won't have an opportunity to make fun of me again. 
So better. Uh, we'll still we'll still have opportunity to make fun of you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. There's plenty of opportunity. <laughs> so tight. We'll just move on to greener pasture. That's yeah. all. Yeah. So tight. What do you think about this guy named Ninja? Did you hear about him? Anything about uh, other than who Ninja is? So he basically, um, so he he's basically a big ass streamer, or was. Yeah. Um. Actually, interesting side note. Um. I, I, I heard a theory, and I'm gonna sidetrack you here. I heard a theory on uh, Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, go on. And um, the theory actually seems to hold some pretty good weight. Now, because Ninja had moved over to Mixer with a a, a hefty deal. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I will take that time to show off the watermelon helmet. Um. They they. We're trying to woo Dr. Disrespect as well. Oh. And the theory goes that Twitch gave him a big fucking payday. They paid him, uh, gave him a nice, big, healthy contract. And when Mixer collapsed, uh, they don't see Facebook as a threat, and rightfully so, I guess. And they didn't want to pay him the big money anymore. And the theory goes they let Dr. Disrespect go because they wanted to avoid paying that huge contract. So he basically got sacked. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. If that theory holds true, um, that could he, he'll probably win in a lawsuit. But he'll have to go through the whole lawsuit to get the win. Um, and if that's what Twitch literally did, that would be a really shitty deal on their end. That, um, that would be wrong on many levels. I mean, to be honest, it, it is plausible because, you, you know, Mixer is gone, Facebook gaming or whatever it is called, it's pretty uncompetitive. Like, it's... Like, there are no big names in the streaming industry besides from now somewhat YouTube and Twitch. Adjusting the fan, I see. Yeah, despite sitting in the air conditioning, it's so so freaking humid. It's yeah, hot. I can say. I, I have a hoodie on because it's so cold, so we can, you know, we can switch. But uh, getting back to the topic, so basically now is YouTube and Twitch because I I don't know if you know, but YouTube wants somehow to transit from videos uh, to uh, streams. But YouTube streaming still isn't very competitive to Twitch, in my opinion. No, the, the, the problem with YouTube is um, it's incredibly difficult platform for new streamers to get established. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just far more difficult. And um, let's face it, they're... they're Twitch has more of a community and YouTube 
they're lacking on that end. Um, they're lacking severely. Why? Why do you have to lay on my pillow? Why? You know I'm talking about you, don't you? He's talking about the dog yes. in the yes. background. If you want to see the full video of, of the dog uh, lying on his bed, go to our YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult platform to establish yourself. If you're already a name like Ninja and Ninja moves over there, he should have no problems whatsoever. In fact, that's probably a smart move on his part as far as drawing an audience again. Um, Listen, Ninja uh, lately streamed on YouTube basically, you know, like just because, and he gathered according to engage.com, he, uh, he garnered around 160,000 viewers in 20 minutes. Yeah. So, so, so that that's a really huge amount of viewers in such short amount of time. And and the thing is, he's he's already established. He's already an established name, so it's easier for him to. Yeah, yeah, but I draw think, that kind of a crowd. I think that YouTube still lacks that personality that that somewhat uh, Twitch has. It's such. Bare minimum, like you you can chat, but basically that's it. Like right. with Twitch, you got emotes, you got cheers, you got uh, something else. I mean, YouTube tries to mimic that, but that's still not it. Like they want to get that streaming experience, but for cheap. Like it's not well polished, if I if I can say so myself. Agreed. Um, it definitely needs some work. Yeah, it's definitely definitely needs some better work, I think. Yeah. So moving... and, and it's not really it, it, it's not intuitive. It, it like if you go to Twitch, you're gonna find the streams that you're looking for fairly easily. If you go to YouTube, it's not so easy to find that. Um, they used to have it separated into its own category, but um, I now you now you can cannot find them anymore. basically. Yeah, it's difficult to find them. That's so, for sure. So that you basically streamed on uh, YouTube for how long? It was a year or even more. Yeah, it's at least a year. At least a year. So basically, how much did you grow from the start? Um. Like it was. I don't even know where I'm at at this point. Let me see. See if I find out where I'm at. Because when I met you the first time, you garnered garnered around ten to fifteen viewers on average. Yeah, I'm at three hundred thirty-one now, with four hundred sixty videos. Um. It's it's not easy to grow. It has been a while though since I've uh, actually done a stream. Um, I need to take a break, and I know you and I discussed that already. Yeah, I can tell. But um, the last one up was three months ago, so it's been a minute, to say the least. But it, uh, you know, again, it's it's tough. Like... It's tough to to get your your channel to grow. 
Like if you um, if you don't get something new to the table, something like or just get some friends to promote you, it's it's very hard to grow. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be. It's hard to stand out. Um, I mean, if you don't carve yourself a niche, then you probably won't get. You know, like you won't get big. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, my my growth on Twitch was a whole lot faster. Um, Twitch was just a, a far easier platform to, to grow on because uh, you look for the game you want, then you find your the streamer that you're interested in watching, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's easier to navigate through Twitch and find. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Twitch was designed from grounds up to be a, a streaming platform. YouTube right. was designed to be a, a video hosting platform, not a streaming platform. Yeah, that, it, that makes a huge difference. Okay, so moving to the next question. What's the next big game you're excited about? Right now, nothing. Nothing? Not even Cyberpunk 2077? No. Um, yeah, I'm not... I don't know. There's nothing really that's... Standing out, right? Yeah. But I, I'll be honest, I haven't been looking either, so... Yeah, me um, neither. I mean, the last fun game that I basically experienced was Metro Exodus, but... That that was it. Like there's not really any fun games that are coming out. Most most of them are just coming out as uh, closed betas or like betas be, be behind a paywall, like Escape from Tarkov. I right. mean, most of the time you don't even get your money's worth of out of out of a game. Like there are there are some titles that you just just basically scam. There's a lot of that out there now. Um, it's it's sad but true. Yeah, because games transition from fully fledged uh, single sta stating games like I don't know what was what are games like Far Cry. Uh, they were they were fin finished from start to end, but now nowadays it's basically never ending betas. Like World of Tanks is the best. Uh, best example for it because it goes for for 10 years now and it's still not finished in the eyes of the developers right but they're still selling it so yeah I release it so um, yeah you're finding that a lot more on the pc side though it's the uh your xbox playstation games they're coming out but I mean, even the ones that are coming out, like um, Fallout 76. Oh, I mean, they, they, that was supposedly a released game that wasn't even close to a release. That was, that was like a bad beta release. And, you, you know, know, I watched a somewhat documentary on it, and... It... Sorry, that was my dishwasher. <laughs> so... Basically, they have those in mud huts. Yeah, they, we have even mud mud cards. I will show you later. 
So if you guys don't know, the running joke with Tide is me that I live in Poland and he thinks we do everything from mud. He's an asshole for it, but hey, that's 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 how the cookie crumbles. So, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, to, to the mic, see? I'm talking into the mic, not not to you. Just because you hear me speaking doesn't mean I'm talking to you. He's talking to his dog because he's so lonely he started to talking with his dog. Look at this. Hey, buddy. What? Hey. <laughs> Just sitting there. You can see the toilet Please. paper. Please pet me. Please pet me. So, so coming back to the Fallout 76 topic, basically what is known that a lesser known, um, a newer basically, developer team developed that game. So it wasn't the A team that developed this game, but it was an inexperienced B team that was from Austin, Texas, if I am correct. And... Uh, basically, this Todd guy thought it would be like with every game that the people will just patch the game. But they crossed the line. It was so broken that even the modders didn't want to fix this game. Like That same thing happened with um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, <laughs> this game was so bad. Yeah, then you had the same thing happen with um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Um, it, it's, I don't know, they're, they're, they're trying to milk as much money out of the, the consumer with putting as little effort into the product these days. Yeah, and, and uh, it's sad. It's, it's really sad. It, it's scary because I was there when the Atari crash happened. I remember the Atari crash when uh, it looked tight. like gaming was going to tight. die. Hey, listen, Sad. not everybody is a thousand years old, so explain that Atari crash, please. All right, so the Atari crash was uh, they allowed anybody to make a game for them. Anybody could make an Atari game. And the market got flooded with crappy games. And people just stopped buying games. When that happened, Atari crashed. Um, then you had uh, Nintendo step up and I mean Nintendo they, they did partially right by saying we're going to control this and nobody's getting in with getting, not getting past our controls the downside is they locked it up so tight that it was difficult for anybody to, to do anything with them so um Obviously, Nintendo's still around. They did something right. But they saved the market. Um, they saved it from Atari. But I'm looking again, and here comes these crappy games. And the sad part is, it's not just the anybody's that are producing these games. It's the big AAA titles that are coming out really crappy. And uh, kind of scary. Kind of scary. We could see another crash in the gaming market. And speaking of that, politics in games, that's pushing the agenda, you know, the no-no agenda. The, right. Like, gamers are mostly conservative, and this is only my opinion, so don't get offended. 
But I think that gamers are mostly conservative people that are most likely right-winged. So things like you saw the Battlefield 5 trailer, right? So that's a no-go with the gamers. Like, really, that's just a recipe for disaster. Because, you know, nobody really uses games to push politics agenda. If, if you call, count the gamers, the normal people, the casual people, because they want just to have fun, right? We have, uh, we have the TV, we have the radio, we have the news, shoving, uh, you know, agenda in our throats, Anytime you switch them on, so basically, you know, some people just want to have fun, not not to see like those those guys who push the, the this, this kind of crap in their throat, right? So this this is very a very scary time because I think that pushing political agenda should be banned in games. Is it at this point? If you stop and think about it, though, there's no way to stop it. Um... They're pushing the political agenda across the board. It's in radio, television, magazines. Not that many people read magazines anymore, but you it's do. still there. Um, it's in the news. It, it's just, it's everywhere. So it doesn't surprise me that they're now trying to push it into games. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all. It sucks, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah, it's maybe it's not surprising for you, but I still treat games like something that is disconnected from the sad reality that we live in. That you know, some some somewhat is not compatible with because it's it's a fantasy world, really. It's a cybernetic world where we can do anything that we want, right? And. That's what we would hope for. Yeah, and pushing the real-life politics into it, it just doesn't help this cause. Right, call it what it is. Pushing the propaganda through it. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. That's really what it is. It, it's, it's coming from one side, and they're going to push that agenda in every possible facet that they can. And um, it, it's propaganda at this point. Yeah. So let's switch to another topic. Next question. In your opinion, what's the best thing about streaming? Uh, when I got into streaming, it was to earn a little extra money to build it up. I quickly discovered that what's more interesting about streaming is community. The community that I built streaming is by far superior to any of the... Uh, options um i've met some great people and i've met some awful people like you um <laughs> no, such um, an asshole <laughs> uh, I, I mean it, it's it's that community that i've grown around me and uh you know the friends i've made literally across the globe that uh i think is the most amazing thing about streaming you mean in the mud hut land? In mud hut lands, even. <laughs> so, so to be honest, I wanted to start streaming. I wanted to make content because I always wanted to make something, right? Like if it was art, if it was uh, 
writing books, if it was streaming or showing my fairies or comedy, I wanted to do something, right? I started streaming, but... Sorry. But I started to lack the time, basically, because, you know, uh, work, my my animal, my, my pets started to catching up, my hobbies, my, the rest of things that sh should be taken care of. And I found myself that I only have like an hour a day, basically, to do streaming. And most people don't even stream for an hour because they don't think that streaming for an hour is, is viable. Most streamers stream for like three to four hours on average because then you are able to gain some fraction. Because otherwise, who wants to tune up on an hour, one hour, one hour stream? What like what can you do in like a game for for one hour besides speed runs? And even if you're doing a speed run, uh, people are going to want more than just an hour. Yeah, like, you know, talk to each other, like, interact with the community. That takes more than one hour. That's why I stopped streaming basically two, two years ago, I think. Yeah. And the world was much happier after that, too. <laughs> and you know, what's <laughs> you know what's funny? I might, when I change careers, because I want to change careers now, when I change career, I will have some more free time. I think about going back to streaming because my channel was really, really rapidly growing. Like the growth was on Twitch was really, you know, visible. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. But, I, but I, as you said, like it isn't about the money. It is about the community, the people that you meet, uh, who you interact with. What can you make with each other, basically? That that's the fun uh, fun part in streaming. So let's yeah. move let's move up to the next question. So what's what is the best compliment you ever you have ever received? A bit of random today, but let let's say you, you seem very shocked. One. What? Um, how do you pick one? I think the best compliment I ever received was from my son. Um, I remember my son, he asked me something and I, I gave him an, an in-depth and knowledgeable explanation to it. And he said, um, he thought that I was an amazing dad because if I didn't know something, I would take the time and, and learn about it. And I'd find out right from the sources what actually the, the answers would be. And I thought that was the greatest compliment I'd ever gotten. Yeah, so for me, it was basically, as you know, I was teaching English. I don't do that anymore, but I was teaching English. And uh, there was one kid that basically didn't like English, he was very average in it, but after some lessons with me, he basically passed the grade, he passed with uh, with a 90% score, and he said to me, uh, before you started teaching me, I hated English, but now it's, I like it and it's very easy, like, you know, it takes the right person to 
teach somebody that you you hate only the things that you don't understand, right? Like if you uh, have somebody to uh, teach you about it and teach you the right way, you will start liking everything. No, I disagree with that. What? What? what why? Why? Why do you think that? Um, I'll give you a prime example. Bingo. I hated bingo as a kid. Wait, I still wait, wait. hate bingo. What, what, what's bingo? It's a game. Okay. And uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I hated it then. I hate it now. I know everything about the game. I could play it. And uh, no, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to play it. And uh, that'll probably never change. I mean, for some things, everybody is biased, right? Right. So, so but you... I, I've had that experience as well where I hated uh history until it was like 10th grade and i actually had a teacher that was passionate about history and he passed that passion on just not the history lesson and he actually made me interested in history he in one year in his class changed everything for me and uh something that i couldn't stand that one teacher, Mr. Baccaro, if you're out there, thank you. Um, he changed it. He changed everything. And uh, he started making me uh, study history for myself. So, yeah, so, I understand that. Yeah, so now we are basically talking about inspiration. So, another question. What inspired you to st start streaming besides the money? Um, Two things. Um, one, I was playing Borderlands 2 with my son, and I would have him stop everywhere to A, gain his badass points, get his badass rank up, and to um, loot treasure chests that are scattered throughout the map. And he looked at me and he says, Dad, you really should start doing uh, YouTube videos. He goes... Um, you know everything about this stupid game. Um, people would definitely watch you just because, you know, you've got to find out all those little spots, the hidden spots. So that sat in the back of my brain. And then I found Twitch. And when I got on Twitch, I started watching uh, Woogdy. And I saw the, the community that, that he had built around his channel. And... Uh, with my son's earlier inspiration and watching him do it on Twitch, it wasn't just making a YouTube video. Now I saw there was a, a, another way of doing it where I could get videos out there, but I wouldn't be just sitting making a video. I could interact at the same time. And Woogdy was definitely my um, inspiration to get into streaming myself. So it was a combination of both of them that kind of pushed me over into streaming. Glad they did. Yes. And if you haven't watched Woody, go over and give him a follow because he's a great streamer. Yes. So if you ask me, basically, what inspired me to do those podcasts was a little guy. My boy is four four feet four. He's a really small dude, but uh, you met him. It's Data TV. So he's a streamer, he basically, listen, he gets like 
sometimes the record was 1,400 views, but he switched from talkoff to just chatting, so you can tell how, how much good he does in gaming, but moving along, basically, he, most of the time he garners like 10 to 15 viewers, or like 13 average, but, but he still does it, like, he his growth was slow and steady, but he stands up, he does the stream, sometimes he doesn't, but most of the time he does, and he basically shoots the shit. He doesn't give a fuck if you if uh, you will watch him or you won't watch him, because he's here just to have fun, and that's that inspired me to start this podcast. So, speaking... Yeah? I say that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I even bought a somewhat similar bandana to him, and I started using using it, because my hair is getting too long, and I don't want to cut it. And I don't want to cut it because uh, my ex girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, uh, who wanted me to marry her, uh, told me that. Uh, she wanted to see me in long hair, but for the time we were dating, I never had long hair. So basically, that's the tribute for her. I'm growing out my ha- my hair just so she can she can not see me with it. Now it, you it, said she wanted she wanted you to marry her. Yeah. Was she blind? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the sex was good, so you know, I I don't care if the chick is blind or not. I don't, I don't discriminate. <laughs> Curious, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got four kids, so so who, who who and you have a comb over, so you're the one to tell the tale. I don't have a comb over. Look at that. <laughs> now you don't. <laughs> Guys, if we, if, we, if we garner $500, you probably will do a Commodore stream, guarantee. Well, when I get to uh, 500 viewers, I, I think I was doing the double Commodore stream. He... I'm going to come over this way and this way simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been 1,000, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 1,000. <laughs> Jesus. So let's let's move up to the next topic. So how how are you familiar with uh, Far Cry series? Uh, I played every single one of them except for the the latest release um, and the very first game. I never played the very first one. I mean, so. to to be honest, the first one was kinda okay. But uh, Far Cry 2 is my on a, one of my favorite games. So yeah. you, you probably know about the guy who was to eliminate some other guy, uh, a warlord, if I remember correctly. So he wanted to el- eliminate a warlord in Africa, and he got uh, fucked up, basically. And he got malaria, and he needed to still like fight with him, right? And you know, still on. I was still on console at the time. Yeah, and uh, but... I didn't know anything about the game. And my buddy said, "I bought this game, and it absolutely sucks. Everywhere you go, they're, they're just constantly trying to kill you." He goes, "Do you want it?" 
right. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's a free game. Let's pl- let's try it. And that was Far Cry 2. And uh, I plugged that thing and loved it. I'm like, what the heck is your problem? This is an awesome game. Yeah, it Are you was kidding so, me? Like, it was so <laughs> groundbreaking for the time. Like, you know, uh, the weapon deterioration. Like, if you didn't clean your... If you didn't maintain your weapon, it basically blew up in your face. Uh, the AI was really great because I don't know if you saw, if you injure one uh, enemy, the second one will try to drag him out to uh, a safe place. You know, uh, the graphics for the, the, the time were really great. Time, yep. Like, you know, even the malaria effect, like if you didn't take a pill, uh, you would get blurry screen or you can just pass out and uh, wake up somewhere just completely like random. It was a bit annoying. Yeah, it was annoying, but you know, it forced you to fire uh, to go make run errands for people to get medicine. Yeah. And you know, I when I have some time, I might actually replay that game because it was so great. Yeah, that's one you could definitely go back and replay without it having an issue. Yeah. Um, that's one of those. Uh... How about how awesome about nostalgia game? Yeah, how about Far Cry Two? Because I I think two years ago I played it again, and it was still amazing. And I remember that I was streaming then, and for some reason I started to record, and I recorded over two hours of me sniping outposts in full HD. I see. I didn't like um, Primal. I thought Primal went away from the, yeah, the, Primal the way ass. their normal story went. And then uh, the last one, um, not the not the newest release. Fortnite 5, the, the one in Alabama. No, no, it was in Montana. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I played it. I think I played it the whole game. Yeah, I played the whole game, but it was so insignificant. It was just a Far Cry free clone with some new skins, enemies, and some bullshit ass uh, uh, protagonists. Like, yeah. it, it, but again, it didn't. It, it it fell away from what Far Cry was. Yeah, like it. It. It like really this this descended not in a good way. To be a Far Cry game, it, it was like you got a Far Cry free basis, which is good. We cannot deny that. That is good. Then you slap some skins, slap some uh, enemies that do something, like it's an effect or something, and then you have boom, you have the game. Like there were some really fun things, like the plane. I think the plane was. What was what was I enjoyed the most, but you had like shit like uh, I don't know, like uh, gliders in Far Cry Three, right? Yep. Did you like them? Because I, I enjoyed them. Uh, or the or the I like the I like the mini helicopter better. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, none of it was bad. I really enjoyed the wingsuit, like flying around like a fucking squirrel. It, it was great. 
By the way, um, did you play uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon? Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Uh, no, I have not. Listen, it's like you you have Far Cry 3, but it's in the 70s and it's all synthwave. Got it right now. I think it's a great game. And fun fact, Data still didn't play it. Meanwhile, he's uh, created his whole persona about Synthwave and 70s. And he still didn't play it. Interesting. Um, I didn't even know this existed, to be honest with you. Yeah, if you have the chance, like really, I highly recommend playing it. So, speaking about Far Cry 6, the new game, GameSpot has some leaks on PSN. We, to be honest, we don't really know. Uh, let's see. Far Cry 6 will take place in Yara, which is described as tropical paradise in need of restoration to its former glory. So, we are somewhat returning to the Far, Far Cry 2 days. Or even Far Cry 1, because Far Cry 1 was in a tropical climate. But to be honest, we need we will see what what they will add. But what most things I think I miss in the Far Cry series is the gun deterioration. Like it's a really great mechanic, and why would you remove that? I, I just don't get it. Why? Don't want to do it. Deal with it. Um, I can understand it. I mean, yeah, but it adds so much to the reality, right? Yeah. Like gun jams. Like. Uh, I think my personal favorite was Far Cry Three. It was uh, great. That didn't have it in there, but I think it was the um, the villain in Far Cry Three. Vast. Uh, the, the whole storyline in general was cool but the the villain um yeah well well played that yeah was awesome. it was great like we don't want to spoil the ending but the ending was really good too because you need you needed to choose between your friends and some some tribe which which you can be leader of yeah <laughs> yeah um and i played it both ways the only thing I don't like about the Far Cry series itself is they always put those um, odd missions in. Yeah, like the 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 Shangri La in Far Cry Four. I didn't play Uh, Far Cry Four. Was it Shangri La? I don't know. You went off and you, you did some drugs, and you went off in this other world oh the guy okay. would stab you with these drugs and um it had nothing to do with the storyline really and it's just like why why is this even here but the completionist in me had to do the damn missions because yeah, yeah listen, listen to, but it's it's game. it's a filler it's a filler right you need to extend the filler it's like uh fallout 4 like those missions with the settlements like every now and then when you speed run everything like i did i did a speed run in 
24 hours, I played Fallout 4, and I wanted to get uh, to the Institute as fast as I could, normal way, not doing glitches, etc. And I gave up, I threw the towel on those fucking outpost missions, like, you need to go to this outpost, you need to go to this outpost, because you need reputation, you need blah blah blah. Fucking hell, man, just let, let me in. Yeah, some of those got tedious. Um, they were constantly there. Yeah, like um, like ex like extending the game not naturally. Like this is so bad. Like most of the games are like forty hours plus, right? But right. most of the time it's content. But with Fallout Four, they got so lazy. Like. One and a half of the content that was available was those repetitive missions. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to go too far from Far Cry because um, I want to throw a little gem at you. I don't know if you know it, but yeah. in Far Cry 4, um, then the game starts, you, you're sitting at the table with Pagan Min, and he gets called away, and he says... Um, Wait for me. He says, yeah, he gets up, says, wait for me. I'll be right back. Enjoy your crab ragoons. He walks out. Well, the amazing thing is, if if you sit there and wait for him, the game ends. It will end it within, it's like within five minutes, the game's over. Uh, just because you sat there. Because your whole purpose was to bring your mother's remains back and, and leave her remains there. And um, I'm not going to tell you what happens if you sit there and wait, but um, he, he'll walk you through this, this step. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a, a, an awesome uh, input into the game that uh, it's unique. It's unique. So I mean, you can beat the game. I mean, I saw it, but you were so passionate about it. I just, I just wanted to let you speak because it, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, um, you may know it, but whoever's listening may not. Yeah. Right. Right. But the whole game Fallout Four, I think it's kind of lost its way because it's basically a Fallout Three risking, like. They added some weapons, but the scenery is somewhat different. Uh, the characters are like meh. Like the guy, Page and Min is his name? In Far Cry? 4. Far Cry 4, yeah. Page and... Actually, Far Cry 4 is, is. If you like 3, you'll like 4. If you like 2, you should like 3. I mean, I didn't, four. I didn't enjoy Fallout 4. Seriously. I. Fallout? Or Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry 4, sorry. Uh, it, it just didn't have like something new, something fresh. It really felt like Fallout 3 Risking. Uh, sorry, Far, Far, uh, Far Cry 3 Risking. I don't know. Um, I, I, I will agree with you, but that's what I like about it. I wanted to continue playing 3. I mean, listen, and there's... Uh... 4, at least I knew what I was getting. Um, unlike uh, uh, Far Cry 5 they totally changed the game that's nothing like what I used to play and I was not it, it, it ruined it for me did you play the fishing games? 
I tried. Um, Jesus, I fucking hated those. Those were those yeah. were so bad. Yeah, it was just. I, well, I hate fishing games and video games anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, really? As a, as a real fisherman, um, yeah, they 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 just suck. They never have the right feel to them. By the so, way, do you know, guys, how tight fish uh, goes fishing? He grabs some dynamite and then he lifts it up and throws it into the fucking river. You 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 make a joke. I've done it, not with dynamite, but in movies. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I have done that. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. And he's and, and and he's like committing to the crime too. Uh, statue of limitations must be long since over on that. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even come after me. Yeah, anymore. but speaking of redesigning the game, look at Fallout Free uh, uh, Blood Dragon. It's Basically, a whole different Far game. Far Cry. Sorry, I got that fucking Fallout thing stuck in my head now. Yes, you do. Uh, but, like, 99 loot balloons, but that's a different story. Uh, but, basically, Fallout 3 uh, Blood Dragon is a whole different game. Meanwhile, Far it's Cry. just... Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, but it's a whole different game. Like, it's a reskin, but, you know, the villain, the things, like, they got fucking T-Rexes with lasers. And yeah. it's still the same game. It's only 15 bucks here in the US, anyway. Yeah, like, it, it's just amazing. Like, if you if you do something like this, do it more, please. But if you do something like Fallout 5, then I'm out. Far Cry. Jesus Christ! Let, let, <laughs> let, you want to change topics because yeah, you're not getting out of it. Yeah, I'm not getting out of it. When I when I set my mind to something, then I won't get out of it. So speaking of another topic, uh, Chinese CPU maker is reading gra graphics card chip. The uh, Chinese CPU maker is named Xiangxin. I hope I pronounce it correctly. I'm not racist. I'm not. Wh what do you call people who don't like Asian people? Racist. <laughs> there was a different well, term. Moving along, but basically, uh, somewhat wants to disrupt the AMD and Nvidia thing. That you know, we will see how it develops. How. Uh, you know the manufacturing side goes how it will be if if it ever pff, I cannot speak if it even can com compete with AMD and Nvidia in my opinion it's not really the case because those are giants right they would right. they well, would yeah they they can always get a foot in the door yeah I know I know but Getting a foot in the door and getting big on the uh, two-horse race isn't exactly the same thing, right? Start somewhere. And the thing is, uh, China is... They're stepping into the uh, leader in the technology world. Um, you think of all the, the iPhones. The Most of the cell phones have at least... Uh, most, if not all of them, uh, built right there in China. Um, 
So as far as that's concerned, um, if anyone was to be able to pull that off, I would put it in China's hands to be able to pull that off. Yeah, because China is becoming a real powerhouse. You know, speaking of history, because we were speaking of history, uh, I don't know if you know, but the last century uh, in China's mind was a century of shame. Sorry, last uh, 1990, no, not 1990s, the 19th century. It was, if I am correct, the century of shame for for the Chinese because you had the opium wars. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You had the first opium war, the second opium war, the third opium war, and every time a foreign uh, power was dictating China how to live, and they remember it, remembered it, and basically they are showing it with Hong Kong today. Basically, they are saying to all foreign powers, now we are the power and we will tell everybody how we want you to live. And that's really true because in politics, in their actions, uh, in their technology, in everything, China starts really to surpass even the biggest, uh, you know, like of players. like. I really doubt they can surpass the USA, but it's it's really starting to get in too close for comfort for most people. Are you talking just uh, like ultimate finances, or are you talking just in, in I mean, the no, technology no, no. The, field? The G GDP and per capita for the US it's far higher than the China because Chinese people really are poor. Like, I'm not like dissing them or something, but uh, comparing the per capita for the USA and for the China is like comparing, I don't know, Putin to, to the guy in North Korea. Was, 300 million here in the US. Yeah. And they're a billion over there. So, what, three times larger than us? Yeah, but you know, in China, you don't own property, the property owns you. But not getting to political... Uh, speaking of technology, to be honest, South Korea was the really the technology hub for a really long time, but I don't know it, what, what caused that stall in the technology development. It's just straight up cheaper to do it in China. Yeah, because cheap labor. Do it a whole. Yeah. You know, I think the most part of it is cheap labor. Yeah. Because the parts aren't really expensive, everything else isn't also. But you need to account the labor cost. If the labor costs are high, that the high that the end product will be become expensive, right? And that's the biggest problem, I think. The downside is um, we're turning all the technology over on their end. Um, and that's, it's just not like thinking of the U.S. I mean, um, every country is allowing them to take it over. Yeah, Which because you know, a real good thing. Speaking of countries, like I know the situation here in the Europe because 
Germany is really getting friendly with China. Like you probably heard that Trump is moving troops from Germany. Half of them are going back to uh, US and half of them are going to Poland, to us. Because uh, Germany, frankly, is choosing China in this, in this uh, new Cold War that we are seeing. Because, to be honest, Russia isn't the main protagonist now. Russia isn't the enemy that the US sees now, in my opinion. It's, it's China now. It's every, everything about China. The, the, Russian, uh, the Russians are um, pretty, mm, you know, how, how, how should I say it? Uh, pretty harmful, pretty risky to operate around because you never know what they might do, right? They might invade someone with, like with the Ukrainian people or they might uh, try to start a new war. But the bigger threat here is China. Like, I'm not Trump, but even I can see that. that the problem uh, with the world today is China. What do you, what do you think about that? Again? That's the, 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 I, I, I hate it, so. You hate China? No, communism. <laughs> I hate the politics. Yeah, because uh, you know we were uh, we were forced to be a communist puppet state for like forty plus years, and to be honest, my parents were living in that madness. And to be honest, I really am glad that I am born in a free sovereign country, because I wouldn't want to live in communism. And I really don't know why some people tr try again to reinstate communism. Like it, it's the it's the ideal. Um, if if they could make communism work, the ideal doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, I know. But any time that they put it into practice, people uh, die. <laughs> lots of people die. Um, it, the, the economy can't keep up. It crashes. People don't have incentive to do a good job because why? I'm getting a paycheck either way. Yeah. Um, in a capitalist society, you compete against your competitors. So it, it forces you into doing a good job. It forces you to make a better product. You know, uh, you want people to recognize you as quality. And... Um, I don't know if you have the same problem over there in Poland as we do here in America, but you buy Chinese products, they're going to fail. They suck. They fall apart. They're going to die. Uh, this coronavirus might be the longest lasting thing that China ever created. <laughs> you know, uh, everything else, it just, it falls apart. And uh, I hate that crap. And unfortunately, it's, it's becoming more of the norm here in the U.S. than... Um, you know, I can see that, but to be honest, it's about thoughtfulness. Because if you, uh, our country launch a campaign to st uh, get our people encouraged to buy Polish products. Like, we have some really great products. Like, we even started to create our own, our own cell phones, right? We, uh, like, really, we started 
strongly to invest in our own things that you might buy someday, right? And I started believing that because I start, I try every time I look for something, I try to buy something Polish. Like the last time I bought myself a new leather Polish uh, wallet. It was made by Poles. It was made with Polish uh, materials and it was made for Polish people. And it's a really good quality wallet and it's really served me well. And to be honest, it wasn't uh, that expensive. It was in the average pay, uh, pay bracket that you would pay for a quality uh, wallet, right? And it's really about thoughtfulness because you can buy good products for a cheap price, but you need to search for a bit and you need to do your research. Because if you don't do research and just like go on Google or go on Amazon or go somewhere else and watch just by the reviews, you're going to buy a shit product. There's, there's no, no like really... Uh, ex and you don't have any excuse... Uh, to whine about your shitty product breaking down if you uh, if you like go that way in my opinion uh here in the u.s it's definitely uh cost prohibitive to buy u.s but i would still do it as much as i possibly can um and even when you buy it let's let's say you buy all right apple is a u.s company you're still not buying U.S. if you buy an Apple product. Because it's made in China. Exactly. So um, it's permeating just about every aspect here in the U.S. Well, yeah, maybe the U.S. isn't so transparent because, uh, as you know, I was in Germany for a pretty long time and they have a really great tradition because Germans, uh, as I seen time to time, they basically would rather buy, uh, even if it's more expensive, a German product than uh, somebody else's. Really, it's it's every time. Like even the alcohol, like you know, you buy some beer. Uh, the German beer in the uh, in the city that is produced is generally cheaper to encourage people to buy it. Because in the long run, people will still buy it, even if you higher the, uh, the price a little bit over time, right? They will still get profit. But people will start to love it and will, will rather buy it than something else. Because, hey, if, it's, if something isn't broken, why fix it, right? So that's, that's the general idea about it. Okay, I think for today that's enough. So we will end up here. Well, so we managed to survive the whole thing and my <laughs> friend didn't show up yet. So that's a win. It's a win-win. Yeah, so guys, if, if you want to see more, tune in because we do this podcast uh, every, every week, every episode, every, uh, a single episode every week. And I think this formula won't change for a longer time. So tune, tune in Come next time. Say goodbye. Come up and say goodbye. There you go. There you go. There he is. There's my boy. Bye-bye. Here's, bye. Here's a scar all healing up. <laughs>